Our scripture reading is Luke chapter 1, verses 8 through 20. Now in that same region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Then an angel of God stood before them, and the glory of God shone round about them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I'm bringing you good news of great joy for all people. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you, and you will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom God favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which God has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in a manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had told them. And Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as it, it had been told to them. Please pray with me. Loving Christ, open our hearts to receive your good tidings of great joy. Amen. What a blessing it is to be here together on Christmas morning while our Christmas Eve celebrations are still fresh in our memory. We can almost hear the echo of last night singing, the carols, the choir, our children, youth, and young adults reading the Christmas story to us, the shepherd joy and the angel song, it's still in the air. In the midst of all the ways that we celebrate Christmas, this morning we have this moment together, this space to take a breath and let Christmas settle in deep into our bones before the day goes by. That's how it is for Mary in this morning's scripture. This morning's scripture tells us that at some point, those shepherds go home. It's been quite an event this first Christmas. There have been angels singing in excelsis Deo. The angels go and get these shepherds who come into town to celebrate and see what's going on. And the stable fills up. Cows and sheep, angels and shepherds. And in the middle, midst of this, there sits Mary. Mary, who has just given birth to a baby in a barn. Mary, who has just traveled from Nazareth to Bethlehem, maybe on a donkey, probably on foot, while she was eight or nine months pregnant. Mary, who has got to be tired. Here Mary sits in the stable receiving angels and shepherds. So when they finally all go home, don't you know? Don't you know that Mary has to be just a little relieved? 
At some point, the angels finish singing sweetly or the plain, and the mountains finish echoing their joyous strain. At some point, the shepherds go home. And this morning, Scripture tells us that Mary takes it all in. Mary treasures these things and ponders them in her heart. At last, Mary is alone with her thoughts and with her newborn child. In the first hours of that first Christmas, Mary at long last finds herself alone with Jesus. Can you imagine what that must have been like? Joseph is sacked out on a pile of hay. The cows are moving around a bit, but now it's just Mary and Jesus. And Mary takes a good look at his face. Maybe she counts those fingers and those toes one more time just to make sure. Jesus gurgles some sound up at her and then drifts off to sleep in her arm, and Mary ponders these things in her heart. As Mary holds this new life, she gently rests her ear on Jesus' chest. And there, in the quiet of the stable, she listens for the heartbeat of God. In the moments and the days after that first Christmas, Mary rests her ear on Jesus' chest and she listens for the heartbeat of God. Now, I came upon this notion of the heartbeat of God in an entirely different context. I first encountered it in the spirituality of the Iona community. Twice now, I've had the opportunity to go and spend some time with the Iona community on a tiny, windswept island off the west coast of Scotland. The island of Iona is an ancient place. It's a place where Christianity arrived in Britain. The Iona community is an intentional Christian community that gathers in this place from around the world as part of their continuing work for peace and justice in the world. It's been an important spiritual home to many, and in this community we've prayed their evening prayers once a week during Advent. The Iona community has a Celtic spirituality that sees all of life as one whole, the presence of God in every bit of it, the presence of God in all creation. And so the ancient spirituality of the Iona community emphasizes listening for the heartbeat of God in the whole of life. And particularly, as John Philip Newell describes it, listening for the heartbeat of God in the whole of creation. Maybe you've experienced something like that. Standing on the beach as the waves crash in, or sitting for a while and watching the sunset, or catching a glimpse of a full moon that seems too big for the sky to hold. We stand before the vast expanse of all that God has made, and we sense that there is something bigger than us, and we listen for the heartbeat of God. Or maybe this happens for some of us, this, this listening for the heartbeat of God. Maybe this happens for us more in community. Maybe we experience it in gathering food for our community fridge or in the challenge and conviction of our anti-racism work. We roll up our sleeves, try to keep our privilege in check, and we get to work. We listen to those who have been harmed by systems we have participated in, and we join in the work of repair, and there 
there we listen for the heartbeat of God. We do that here in this place. In worship, we gather together around the living word, around this table, and we sing and we pray and we worship and we serve. Together, we listen for the heartbeat of God. And maybe, maybe as the Iona community notices, this happens sometimes in the ordinary quiet moments of life. Maybe this listening happens for us when we pray or in our daily work or in an easy conversation with old friends as we get kids ready for school in the morning or as we take a meal to someone who is sick. As we do what we do every day, we listen for the heartbeat of God. And maybe, sometimes, we listen for the heartbeat of God when we most need to hear from God. Maybe this listening happens in the very hard places of life when we are broken or hurting, when we are struggling with loss. Maybe we listen for the heartbeat of God when we most desperately need to hear it, when we need to know there is a God, when we need to know we are not alone. We long to hear something for God, and so we strain as hard as we can out of the silence. We listen for the heartbeat of God. That's what we've heard this Advent as we've listened in the hope of a starlit night into the, in the world into which Jesus is born. The people have been waiting. They've been waiting for one who will come and comfort the people and stand with them and stand up for them and set them free. They've been waiting and listening for the heartbeat of God, the liberating, redeeming, saving heartbeat of God. Out of the silence, when Zechariah is freed to speak, he sings, the dawn of God's tender mercy is breaking forth even now. Mary listens to an angel's message and sings of how God is bringing down the powers and lifting up the lowly. And in this moment, on the first Christmas morning, in the first moment of quiet and calm, Scripture says Mary takes it all in. Mary treasures these things and ponders them in her heart. In the moments and days after the first Christmas, Mary rests her ear on Jesus' chest and she listens for the heartbeat of God. And from this point, the gospel story takes off. What Mary hears in those first days after Christmas will draw her out into the whole of the life of Christ. Mary raises Jesus through childhood and adolescence. She struggles with her teenage son, Another gospel tells her that Mary and Jesus goes to a wedding where the wine runs out. Mary tells her son Jesus to do something about it, and Jesus turns the water into wine. Mary is there to experience the miraculous in the life of Christ. And Mary travels with Jesus ultimately to Jerusalem, where Jesus is arrested and tried. Mary is there for the whole of the life of Christ. Mary is there at the foot of the cross, and she watches as Jesus dies. The great pietas that artists have created over the centuries, you know, Mary holding the crucified Christ, give us a glimpse of this moment. The soldiers take Jesus down from the cross, and Mary holds Jesus one more time. And there, on a dark day, hope against hope, Mary rests her ear on Jesus' chest, and she listens for the heartbeat of God. And on the third day, 
On the third day, Mary experiences the heartbeat of God yet again in resurrection. With Mary, with Mary, we hear the heartbeat of God in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. This is the good news of Christmas, the heartbeat of God pulsing in the fullness of humanity. God loves us this much. At the moment when the world stands most in need of consolation, when we most need to know that violence will end, and that the hungry will be fed, when we most need to know that there's something bigger than ourselves and that we're not alone, when we most need to know deep in our bones that we are loved, God comes to us. God comes to us in Jesus Christ. Jesus comes to us and lives life with us. Jesus walks with us and touches us and heals us and teaches us and corrects us and forgives us and suffers with us and climbs up on a cross and goes with us even into death. And on the third day, on the third day, Jesus brings us out of the grave and into new life. The heartbeat of God in Jesus Christ brings us new life. God's love for us as vulnerable as a newborn child. God's love for us stronger even than death. The heartbeat of God gives us life. And not just any life. The heartbeat of God gives us the life of Christ. When we listen and when we hear, this heartbeat of God draws us out and invites us in and calls us to live, to live the life of Christ in and for the world. That's how it works. The heartbeat of God calls for our response. And first it calls us to listen. To listen for the heartbeat of God in the whole of life. We listen for the heartbeat of God this morning in our worship, in our prayer, in Holy Scripture, in the quiet of each other's presence, and, and we listen for the heartbeat of God as we move from this place out into the world. We listen for the heartbeat of God in our work, in our homes, in our conversations, in the words we use with each other. We listen for the heartbeat of God in the deep need of the world. And where we listen, the heartbeat of God calls us to live and to act. Now, I'm going to say something that I used to wrestle with, but I don't anymore. I used to wrestle with it because it seems almost, almost too radical to say, but I have come to believe that it lies at the very heart of the gospel, and it is this. As we live into the life of Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit, we become the heartbeat of God in and for the world. God's heart beats where the hungry are fed. God's heart beats where those who find shelter, who need shelter, find home. God's heart beats where those who have been pushed out are welcomed back in. God's heart beats where unjust systems are dismantled and justice rolls down like a mighty stream. God's heart beats where all who mourn find comfort and where all who are broken find healing. You know, we make a pretty bold claim as the church. We say that we are part of the body of Christ. So, so if you want to listen for the heartbeat of God, in the body of Christ, you need only place your hand on your own heart or take the hand of the person sitting next to you or feed the hungry or welcome the stranger 
or set the captive free or bind up the brokenhearted. This is the good news of Christmas, the heartbeat of God pulsing in the fullness of humanity in and for the world God loves. In the moments and days after the first Christmas, Mary listened for the heartbeat of God. And what she heard and what she saw and what she held in her arms changed the world. And especially on Christmas, especially in this space, we know that in all this, we are not alone. We move into the world together, and in the words of an ancient Celtic prayer, you have heard me paraphrase once or twice, we move out into the world, Christ beside us, Christ behind us, Christ before us, Christ within us, Christ beneath us, Christ above us, Christ in the breadth and the height and the depth of life, Christ with us, as near to us as the beating of our own hearts. On this Christmas morning, and in the new year just around the corner with Mary and with each other, may we listen for the heartbeat of God. And may, we, and may the heartbeat of God in Jesus Christ bring new life in us and to us and to the whole world.